I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bold, reverent, and occasionally random. The Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck podcast starts now. I don't know how many of you are familiar with the Liver King. I am uh, I'm somebody who if you go on my Instagram or my my I do have TikTok and oh my gosh, I'm not supposed to have TikTok, but I, I just look at it. I don't post on it really. Although I might change. I might change my mind on that at some point. Uh, I look big tech is a spying mechanism across the board. So just pick your spying. But uh, if, if you go on these these platforms, you'll see there's a lot. Mine is it's cooking steak. It's working out. And it's like life advice and hacks like, you know, con, you know, stoic wisdom, things like that. Those are my favorite topics. Oh, and bulldogs of all kinds. English <laughs> it's a bulldogs, wide range. Yeah. French bulldogs. That's really you know, I'm cooking steaks with French bulldogs on skateboards while people are talking about how to lead a good and balanced and and. Uh, uh, a great life in sort of the Greco-Roman tradition of the agents. Anyway, that's that's what it. But I do see this guy Liver King, and I have for a while. And I I don't even know his real name. If if you're not familiar with him, uh, he is a very muscly fellow who advocates the eating of liver, obviously liver, and also other organ meat to include uh, bull testes. Subst- do you, are you familiar? Do you know yeah. this? He eats I mean, a I've lot seen of the crazy testes. stuff that he eats, but I'm just I'm wincing yeah. at the idea of eating bull bull testicles. But he's I believe they're called Rocky Mountain oysters. Uh, seriously, that's a thing. But he anyway, there are all these videos of it and he has gotten a massive social media following. And I will say as a performance art, I like the guy. I'm, I actually used to think it was, it was entertaining. He talks about being primal, living the life of your ancestors. He's essentially another iteration of the uh what, what's the you know keto caveman lifestyle paleo. yeah uh, the know, paleo the, diet paleo thank you that, oh, that's yes. what i was looking for paleo um and, and unfortunately it has come out that by the way do we have any audio from him i'm trying to think of who the audio he's apologized have. now oh also. So let's let's hear here is the liver king uh saying well people have said he used steroids a lot a lot a lot here's what he says <laughs> Yes, I've done steroids, and yes, 
I'm on steroids, monitored and managed by a trained hormone clinician. Liver King, the public figure, was an experiment to spread the message, to bring awareness to the 4,000 people a day who kill themselves. The 80,000 people a day that try to kill themselves are people are hurting at record rates with depression, autoimmune, anxiety, infertility, low ambition in life. While spreading the message, I've been on several podcasts and when asked if I've ever taken steroids, I've always said no. I don't touch the stuff, not going to touch the stuff, never touch the stuff. That was a lie. Okay. I got to say, I like this guy because he talks about spending time with your family. He talks about getting sun, working out, um, being a traditional masculinity. I like a lot of the message. My frustration here is just twofold. One, a lot of people feel really let down and kind of betrayed by this. People that looked up to this guy. And I, that's that's bothersome, right? I mean, that's something yeah. that. And then the other part of it, Clay, is if and I know this is doing huge traffic on Outkick, this story. Yeah, on people Outkick. love com. this story. I mean, I, I knew the guy was popular. I didn't know. And I will just say this, Buck, when we were talking off air, anybody who is insanely super ripped, I just always assume that they're on steroids. The, this, the is, this is exactly that you it. could get as ripped as this guy is just by doing push-ups so, and sit-ups and like squats is when you, when you add i mean very look i i am i am a i'm a, a a desk radio guy who is like trying to fit into his suit for uh for the wedding right You're getting but i spent enough time February. in gyms enough time in gyms enough time doing these things that you can look at people and i've known liver king was on steroids all along and i'm just an amateur who's you know i'm at best an advanced beginner in the gym but the problem clay is that it's all an arms race, literally. Like, see what I did there? Yes. And and there's so much HGH and testosterone and serious steroids and trend and cycles. And younger people, in particular guys, look at these enormously jacked people. It's fake. As in, they didn't get there by just doing some extra push-ups. <laughs> and it really under, you know, people that are making progress and gains in the gym, they're like, why isn't it faster? Because the people you think are so great on Instagram are taking steroids a lot of the time. Yeah, there's a lot of falsehood. And same thing, I, I like, the kids like it here in the Travis household, the WWE wrestling. I mean, those guys too. It's a lot of sham there. Sunday Hang with Clay and Buck. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. 
when I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Buck, you were talking about you're down in Miami and they've got the big Art Basel event going on, which is a huge deal. And I can't stop laughing about you trying to pick out a piece of art. Uh, maybe you can get one of Hunter Biden's uh, exclusives. Uh, I can't afford. I can't afford Hunter Biden, man. Those finger He's, paintings are like fifty to hundred grand each. I think some of them actually went for more than that. Up to five hundred thousand dollars. People were reportedly paying for the Hunter Biden paintings, and I, I feel to a large extent like the Hunter Biden. Um, uh, the, 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 you know, we were talking the other day about wine. Like, I believe that wine is mostly BS. Not because I don't buy into the alcohol intake or the impact. I'm saying that all these people out there who claim that they are geniuses when it comes to being able to distinguish subtle flavored variations in wine, I think if you give them a real taste test, most of them are full of crap and they can't actually tell that much difference in how those, uh, how those wines taste. I feel like art is very much the same thing to a large extent, especially modern art. You see like random squiggles on the on the painting and somebody says, oh, this is amazing and it's going to sell for a couple of hundred thousand dollars. It's about inhumanity to man yeah. and the timelessness of the passage of time throughout time. Yeah. Yes. I feel like, the first of all, you're probably drinking overpriced wine while you're standing and staring in front of overpriced modern artwork. I think maybe of everything that exists in America today, wine and modern art are the two biggest charades where there's actually uh, not a major difference. Can you think of something else? I think some of the crypto coins out there are probably high on the list, to be be fair, my friend, given the uh, FTX realities here. I think, hey, I've just created a new currency. Let's get some celebrities to get everyone to buy it, and then they'll all, the people that have it will dump it and take all your money. I think that's pretty much, I think that's pretty close. That's pretty much a scam too. And you know what I think they have in common? We've talked about this and it's very much, I think, a a thing, especially even more in social media. People are afraid of questioning the herd and looking dumb as a result, right? Uh, You and I have said on this show for a long time, people have been asking us about crypto for two years on this show. And both you and I have said, hey, we don't really get it. 
You know, yeah. like, and, and certainly the idea that crypto was going to be this valuable hedge if the stock market collapsed or if we had high inflation. Ain't that true, didn't happen. By the way, that didn't happen at all. And I feel the same way about this modern art. Like you asked if I have any, I would never put modern art in my house because I think it's total BS. And even for wine, I can taste what? the difference of a lot of uh, a lot of different products. Good steak, I was talking about. Good steak versus bad steak. Oh yeah, for sure. Can't tell the difference. I, I'm on my palate when it comes to red meat and chocolate is quite refined because I eat so much of those two things. Yeah. So to be fair, there are differentiations you can make. What about interpretive dance, Clay? Since we're getting into the Clay art, Clay the artiste. I wish he yeah, had a beret. Yeah, just a total right fraud. I think that a lot of interpretive dance is total crap too. But, you know, I'm not a musical guy, Buck. Like, I, I can't go to plays. I'm not anti-play. But every time people start singing in a musical, it takes me out of whatever the story is because it drives me crazy that everybody just suddenly starts singing and dancing no, to a No Gilbert and Sullivan for you in high school? You weren't I mean, I've uh, been to, captain of the pinafore or whatever? I, I've been to all of them, but I just want to, like, every time people start to sing, I my wife drives my wife crazy. I'm like, this is so fake. <laughs> like, it takes me out of the actual story, right? Uh, I mean, and, by and the way, I'm this is exactly the conversation that, that our, our liberal elites could point to and be like, look at these two, these two savages first of all one of them is named buck which is ridiculous <laughs> the other one is a sports ball man from you know, tennessee we're talking about modern I'm, art. I'm the quintessential redneck there ain't a lot of people in in tennessee uh who, who grew up where i did that are buying uh, modern but, art but when you think about it like like what better you know if you could convince people to pay something for something and it's not illegal so that takes you know what should be the reality of hunter biden out of it you know, it's it's a great gig if you can get it. You just paint some stuff. You tell rich people that they should buy it. I don't know. It could be good. I mean, there's there's uh, there's artwork that anyone can look at and be like, this is this is a masterpiece. Yes. And a time is classic, right? I mean, no one looks at the Sistine Chapel and they're like, yeah, I could do that. Yeah, I right. Mean, at least I don't think so. Um, and and yet people do. I've seen. You know, I grew up uh, in New York, and there were there were galleries in this in this neighborhood, uh, Chelsea. And you go into some of these galleries, you look at stuff, you're like, that is just, that's just not in any way meaningful. But it's about owning the name of the artist so that when other really cool rich people come into your home, you say, uh, look at that. That is a Clay Travis. You know, you, you, you have to say it fancy. But if you say the name fancy, it makes the painting fancier. That's but the also, but also, it is the peak of snotty behavior that is not supported by anybody's actual knowledge. Sundays with Clay and Buck. People were mad at us, by the way, about our takes on wine. Did you see some of those uh, emails from people who were like, look, I just, I would ask those folks who are having their, you know, the, by the way, we, you and I both, we both admit to be barbarians on the topic of wine and modern art. Like we are not, I am not a sophisticated yes. wine drinker. I'm not a sommelier. And, uh, and Clay is, uh, well, I just want to hear Clay say sommelier. He's, he's sommelier. He's a, uh, I, I would, yeah, I don't even know that I could uh, pronounce that word. And I just think that everyone out there who is a wine snob, and everybody out there who is a modern art snob, because I think that's important, because your point yesterday, like, hey, the Sistine Chapel, there's not, like, that's, a, that, that's kind it's of difficult amazing. to be like, hey, yeah. somebody, anybody could do this. No, I'm talking about uh, just a bunch of squiggly lines that people convince yeah. themselves is a big deal. 
uh, down at Art Basel in Miami. And this is funny. Basil. Basil. All right. What does basil mean? I learned it's like the English way of saying basil. I don't know. But, but what is it? I don't even know what that means. I don't that know. Name. They have an ATM there, Buck, that tells, uh, takes a picture of what your uh, dollars in your bank account is and then ranks you, every single person who uses the ATM. I saw we got an article up about it at OutKick, so I just saw this. So be careful when you're rolling around out there. There's no telling what's going to happen. Yeah, no, that's, that's, not, that's not a contest I want to play. <laughs> um, so we have, oh, this weekend though, probably, while Art Basil is going on here. I don't even know what ba- that means. Is it Basil? I think it's Basil. I, I hope you're I in Miami right it. now. I might even I, been wrong. I don't know. I've seen it written a billion times. I've never seen anybody actually say it out loud. I'm pretty so, sure but I don't even Basil. know where that name and, comes you know, from. I'm down here in Miami right now. I'm pretty That's sure That's how Basil. uncool I am, by the way. I can't even pronounce how cool the modern art exhibit is. So, you know, I'm learning these things as I go. But we're trying to find a good movie to watch this weekend. There's going to be nothing because most movies these days are garbage. That's a whole other conversation. Uh, but we did see the the drop of the latest. It would be Indiana Jones, the fifth Indiana Jones movie, which I think is you know he, here's a little here's a little teaser, a little bit of the trailer, and uh, we'll talk about it in a second. Play. It. I don't believe in magic, but a few times in my life, I've seen things, things I can't explain. Come to believe it's not so much what you believe, it's how hard you believe it. So I just I'll I'll put this out. I know you and I agree on this one. And we basically grew up with the same movies and like a lot of the same movies. Um, in fact, I don't know if you like any movies that I don't like. I don't think you've said anything yet where I'm like, oh, you know, you haven't been like, I love the English Patient. Oh, it was so good. You know, you're not like, oh, I think the Royal Tenenbaums is the cl- best movie I've ever a seen. A lot of people who claim to be really wine connoisseurs love the English Patient. There's uh, a big overlap I know. there. I'm not going to disagree with you. A lot of wine connoisseurs love the English Patient. Anyway, uh, just because, you know, it's fancy. But I, I think Indiana Jones, one of the five best, maybe three best trilogies of all time in movies. I love the Indiana Jones. And I, it's a trilogy. There's no fourth movie. It didn't happen. The Kingdom of the Grey Skull or whatever it was called doesn't exist in many of our minds. I hope that the lesson that has been learned over the insane level of success of Top Gun Maverick is that don't woke the movie that is a classic. If they would just make the same kind of Indiana Jones movie that they made in the 1980s, Buck, it will make a billion dollars. A billion dollars. Because people want to love it. Don't overthink this. Don't wokeify it. Just do what Top Gun did. They made a great movie that had nothing to do with the year that it happened to come out in. I hope they can do that to help to erase four uh, and make a good episode five here to make us forget about episode four. I might go back and watch, and this is the. You think Last Crusade is the best one? I think it's I the still, best of the original trilogy. I might be a Raiders of the Lost Ark guy, so we might have to go off into the weekend fighting over this one. Sunday Drop with Clay and Buck. I'm 
I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is something that I usually would tell uh, on my radio show in previous years. And some people, some of you listening may know this. A lot of you listening across the country won't. But for the parents out there, I tell this story because I, I hope that it's one of those things that will, for some of you, give you just a little bit of, of reassurance and just to stay to stay on it. And when it comes to education and making sure that, you know, you're you, you believing in your kid is so critical, right? Believing in them as, in an educational way. I mean, of course, you love your children, you'll do anything for them. But, you know, believing in them and pushing them and giving them every opportunity to succeed in an academic environment. So I sit here with you now and obviously Clay is uh, out today on vacation. But this is this uh, platform that we share that Rush built on the EIB is the biggest single talk radio show in the country, which you may not know, some of you might, is that I was somebody who actually had a speech impediment as a kid. I had an enunciation disorder. So I was falling behind in class. I could not pronounce my own name when I was in the second grade. I would mispronounce my own name, and I won't even tell you how I pronounced it, but uh, it did not. it was not good. And you can imagine when you're a kid and you say your name to people, and they laugh at you, that's not particularly confidence-boosting or inspiring. 
And I also, because of this, I think, was falling behind in school as well. So going into second grade, third grade, I was a kid who was at the bottom of the class. They thought about, they told my parents, I was at a Catholic school here in New York. They told my parents that I might have to go to a special school and that I needed speech therapy. Now, the, uh, the head of the lower, they called it the lower school at the time, so the, uh, the part of the school that goes up to, I guess, third or fourth grade, was a great woman named uh, Jane Warwick, who was well-known here in New York City education circles. And she, with my parents, backed me. They, she said, no, 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 we're, we're going to actually, we're going to fix this. Get, we're going to get him speech therapy, and we're going to encourage him and maybe give him some extra extra tutoring, right, uh, for academics. So I went from uh, being a kid who couldn't pronounce his own name, literally could not do it. I mean, I would, I would miss enunciation disorders are tough. You hear some people just say a consonant wrong or something, but if you do that enough, it sounds weird. And people, when you're a kid, make fun of you, right? That's what was happening to me. So I'm a kid with a speech impediment at the bottom of the class, but my parents, my mom and my dad say, we're, we're, gonna, we're with you no matter what on this one, and we're going to keep him in normal school, you know, the school that I was in, I should say, not a, a special uh, education program outside of it. And within about 18 months to two years, the speech thing was totally fixed. And within three years, I wasn't at the bottom of the class. I was number one in my class. By the time I got to the eighth grade, I got a $100,000 scholarship to a private high school in New York called Regis and was a standout on the debate team. And I will tell you a, a quick fun story about that. And of course, now I'm here on the Clay and Buck Show, the biggest talk radio program in the country. So you can imagine quite a, a storyline arc here from speech impediment to biggest radio show in America. Um, I always remember that uh, I had just won. It may have been my second, but I think my, my, fir- my second, I think, I wish I could tell you my first speech and debate tournament as a, a high school freshman. And I got to run up to, I thought she was so pretty. Uh, I was a couple years older than me. My speech therapist's daughter was at a party. She was a year or two older than me at the time. And I always thought she was, you know, I had a, like a kind of a crush on her. And I just remember I went up to her and I was like, hey, you know, I was a patient of your mom's and I just won my debate tournament. And I can tell you, she did not care at all. <laughs> She's like, who is this younger guy who's talking to me at a party? Like, where's the, where's the captain of the football team? Get out of here, speech nerd. But point being, for me, it was a big moment. It was a big moment. Uh, and I really uh, appreciated that. So. To all the parents out there, if you and look, I think especially now, given how much a lot of kids have had to, you know, step away from the classroom, they've been forced to be masked up, away from their friends, away from normal learning, away from their favorite teachers. You know, you might require a little extra. You know, you might have to do more at home than you have in the past, and maybe some of the test scores that you're going to see in the next year or two aren't what they, uh, aren't what they you know, were before, or maybe you're a little concerned about it, stay on it, stay with it. I think the single most important thing that parents can do, and this is just from my own experience for a kid, especially a kid who's struggling a little bit, whether it's with a speech issue or just school in general or behavioral issue is stay with them, stay on it and believe in them. If you do that, it'll be fine. You know, will will it turn, will the person turn into a, uh, a talk radio host? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, will your son or daughter go that route? I mean, I wouldn't. It's not an easy life, by the way. I wouldn't recommend it necessarily, but stay with them, stay on it, believe in them, and 
it will all be fine. That's all you got to do. And that's what my parents did. I got great parents. I'm very lucky. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 